Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast, Just Winging It. My name is Jessie Renee Winter, and this is a podcast about how I have been winging it through life. So today I have a little guest on my show. Her name is Abby. So Abby is 24 years old. She's from Newcastle. And she's actually my boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Not, not as much anymore. Oh, I forgot yeah, about that. Not anymore. So she literally left my workplace. She's leaving me for my lonesome. She left on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I'm on holidays for two weeks. So now we're here recording a podcast. <laughs> so there we go. So, Abbe, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself just to start us off. Um, well, I'm 24. Um, just turned 24. Um, I'm from Newcastle originally. Um, my life is work. <laughs> life is work. Not anymore. Not now you've met me, hon. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but yes, I'm in marketing. Um, I live all by myself. I live my best life by myself. Ah, uh, but you have your cat. I have my cat. Her name is Olive. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much about me. I don't know what else you would want to know. Well, there's plenty we want to know. You're very funny. So I'll give you guys a little bit of a background story. So Abby and I first met back when I was on Love Island. So Mm -hmm. Abby... This boss bitch, like, were you like 22 back then? Yes, 20, I think, yeah, 22. How crazy. Yeah, I know, it was so scary. <laughs> so Abby was 22 and she was actually working for Emco Beauty. I yep. don't know if you guys remember those pink bags, all the makeup, plastic mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere. They had to be every in every crevice of that house. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the girl responsible for that. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, yeah, so I was working for Emco Beauty and Model Co and, um, we were one of the major sponsors for Love Island. So, um, we gave all the makeup to all of the girls in the house, all of the fake tan, all of the things. The fake tan. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and it was pretty much my job to make sure that the sponsorship was running the way that we wanted it to. I ended up going over for the finale, which was super exciting. So then that's when I got to meet everyone and that's where I met Jessie. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was hectic. Like it was really, it was a very stressful time. It was nothing that I've ever done before. I'd never managed a anything to do with a TV show. So it was a massive learning experience. It was very stressful. Um, but going over there and sort of seeing the behind the scenes of, how everything is actually shot and seeing how tiny that house is. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone realizes like how small that house was. Um, but yeah, and then I got to sit on set for the finale as well and watch everything go down. So it was pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how me and you met. Yeah, I know. And then, so a bit more of a background story here. Yeah. So I, when I was looking at moving back to Sydney, I wanted a job. So I just started like chucking my resume all over the place. Yeah. The company that I now work with, they actually own a hospitality uh, business as well. Yeah. So I chucked a resume in for this hospitality business. Yeah. And I get this random phone call from, I didn't even know who this number was. And it's so weird. I literally never answer the phone to random numbers. Really? Yeah. And then I like answered it and Abby's like, hi, I don't know if you remember me, but it's Abby. I have you on Instagram. You know me from Love Island. Um, this is really random, but I have a job and I don't think you should work in hospitality. Come work for me. Oh, 
laughing because it was funny because we were sitting in the office and Lucy, who manages the hospitality side of things, was like, isn't this Jessie from Love Island? And I was like, no, she's not working for you. She's working for me. I was like, give me her resume right now. And like Lucy and I were like fighting over it. I'm like, I don't care. I know her. I was with her in Love Island. So she's working for me. But yeah. And then literally what, two weeks later? Yeah. I just packed up and moved to Sydney. And moved to Sydney. And I was like, I'm taking you under my wing. You're my friend now. And now look at us. <laughs> I literally, but then I left you, but that's okay. You're, I'm so mad that she's quit, guys. Can I don't know if you guys sense this vibe already, but wait, we can talk. Yeah, we can talk. <laughs> we sit across the, well, sat across the desk from mm-hmm. each other at work. And honestly, it doesn't even feel like work. Yeah. I'm actually crying for when I go back. Yeah. It's going to be weird, isn't it? It's going to be quiet. I feel like everyone now is going to be like, oh, I can actually get some work done because Abby's not here singing and dancing and <laughs> eating McDonald's seven times a day. And snacks. And snacks all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very sad about that. I'll probably still call you and ask you for help. I know. Just so you know. <laughs> I know. That's what I said to all the girls, but that's fine. It is what it is. But for me, that was the best thing in the world. Like, you know how things just really fall into place? Like, I was so stressed about moving to Sydney. Mm. And then I get this call from Abby, my absolute saviour. Not only do I get a sick job that I didn't even realise was an avenue for me, but my work is literally a four-minute drive from my house. (laughs) I know. It all just worked out perfectly. Hey, when you sent me your address, I was like, that is legit around the corner. But my biggest thing was I was like – when I saw that you applied, I was sort of like saying to the boss, I'm like, it's okay. Like she's not, I think that people sort of have this um, view on you from Love Island Mm. and, you know, like you've kind of, you've got the blonde hair and you've got the boobs and you've got the body and all of that type of stuff. But when I met you over in Love Island, I was like, oh, you are just (laughs) so much more of a normal person. And that's what I was sort of like stressing about. Cause at the end of the day, like, there is this sort of stigma against influencers sort of being like, oh, well, do they have a job or do they work or, you know, what do they, what are their priorities in life? But I could tell that, that you're, you want to work hard and you want to have a career and, you know, you're a genuine person. So that was like why I was just like, I'm getting this girl a job. <laughs> she's going to work with me because she's normal. <laughs> and now look at it. It's like, <laughs> Abby is 24 now, mm-hmm. but at 22, mm-hmm. you were literally – on Love Island, mm-hmm. you manage that whole sponsorship pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like you were, the, Love Island was very stressful for the casting, pr- the producers, the sponsors. I got the easy end of it. I just got to sit around in a villa and talk to guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I got to watch it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so, how did you? You went from living in Newcastle, and then at 22 years old, you're doing that in Fiji. Like how? <laughs> yeah. Well, I seriously, everyone always says this to me. Like, how did you get into the field, and how did you sort of do everything that you're doing now? And it was sort of it was a real big whirlwind. Like, I I turned 18. And I was in Newcastle and I just sort of made a decision that I didn't want to just work in retail for the rest of my life. That was just sort of, I felt like I needed something more. Um, And the store that I was working in was a retail store and it shut down um, for renovations. And they pretty much said, oh, well, if you want to move to Sydney, we'll give you a manager position. Oh, wow. Um, And I was like... Okay, like, okay. Well, I'll take that. I've got nothing else to do. Um, so in two weeks, literally two weeks notice, packed up, moved to Sydney. I'd literally only ever been to Sydney airport, so I'd never been to Sydney before. Wow. Like I had no idea, didn't know anyone. 
Um, and then within maybe four or five months, I was working in their head office as the stylist there and did all their social media and digital marketing and stuff. Wow. Um, and literally had no idea what I was doing. Like I was just winging it. I was winging it. <laughs> I actually had no idea. I hadn't studied nothing. It was like a family business and they, I used to call up and complain about, you know, the photos in the store window, the big posters. I used to call up my area manager and be like, what is this putrid <laughs> outfit? Like, this is disgusting. Who is doing your photo shoots? This is so ugly. And then they're like, okay, well, if you can do better, then come and do better. And that was pretty much how I got it, got the job there. Um, but then I went back and studied because that sort of got to a point where I was like, oh, I'm so out of my depth here. Like, I actually have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and studied, I did fashion business. So I, it's a business course that's like all tailored around fashion. So we learned how to design clothes, make patterns, all of that type of stuff, and then completely market a brand from wow. A to Z. Um, so I did that. Um, I was doing freelance celebrity styling. So did Julia Michaels at the Arias. Um, and how are we here? Oh, would have been 20. 20, mate, when I was 20. Oh. <laughs> I know. You should have seen me when I was at the Arias. I wasn't even supposed to attend. I wasn't even supposed to go. I was just supposed to dress her. I went to a hotel, dressed her, and then she was like, you're coming, right? And I was like, no. And, like, here I am. Like, So I'm, like, 20. I still didn't have a lot of, like, a lot of money. And all I was worried about was my parking. <laughs> Because I was in the middle of the city and I'm like, what? Like, I wasn't even, I couldn't even get excited about going to the Irish. Yeah. I was like, my car is, it's going to cost me like $500 to park it. But anyway, they reimbursed me, so it was fine. But then, yeah, I ended up walking red carpet with her and everything. It was like, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, and then I did that. When I finished studying, I got a job back in fashion again and just have worked my way to where I am now. But Love Island and like that sponsorship, that was sort of just like thrown onto me. Like I didn't, I didn't start at MCO for Love Island. It was sort of just all coming together at the same time yeah. as I started. Um, and once the show started airing, that's when I sort of was managing the content that you guys were doing and making sure that all of the lip gloss <laughs> and blush and everything was in there and was getting shown on the show and it was it was stressful I honestly remember so when we'd go to sleep in Love Island in the villa we would have people like the production people would come down and like clean the villa restock the beauty room and I remember that I'd like wake up and I'd see them like scurrying around <laughs> But we were, like, too tired, so we just, like, close our eyes and go back to sleep. Yeah, you know what? I don't care. I'll deal with that in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a whirlwind. There's so many things that you – that I had no idea to even look for when you're, got, when you're managing mm. a sponsorship of a show. But – and there's just – there was so many words being, like, thrown around. I'm like, I don't even know what these mean. <laughs> and I'd be in meetings and then, like – with literally ITV and stuff and I'd be in these meetings and I'm sort of looking at everyone in my team and we're all kind of going, mm-hmm, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you guys know what this means? Because I don't. And then I'd like take notes and then go back and like Google what they meant. <laughs> Good old Google. <laughs> literally, it's just like, I don't know, I, something like that is not really something that you can be trained to do. You just, you. there's only one way to learn and it's just by doing it. So Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I haven't known you for that long, but you're definitely the type of person who just – 
figures shit out and gets it done. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, I mean, we've got no choice. You've got no choice. <laughs> you just got to keep on keeping on. <laughs> this is literally the definition of someone who is fully winging it through life. Yes. Like, holy. <laughs> yes, I literally am. And I find myself in the weirdest situations. I'm like, I don't even know how, like, how did we even get here? Yeah. Let's just take a step back. How did we even get here? Like, me at the Aries, for example, I was like, I don't even understand how I got here. This is just so full on for me. But <laughs> it is what it is. No, but... For anyone that wants to successfully wing it, um, Abby is definitely your go-to chick. She has done a good job. <laughs> yeah. So after Love Island, you continued in marketing, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kept in marketing. What did I even do? Um, then I started working. I was still with Emco for a while, and then I came over to where we are now and ran that. And now, yeah, she's fully, she was running the show, absolutely running the show, but... The girl opportunity just flies at her and she's leaving me. I know I'm leaving. She's been headhunted and she is gone. So we honestly just like, it's the best, our workplace. Yeah, it's Your old workplace. I'm going to still refer to it as ours because I yeah. haven't mentally adapted to the fact that you're not going to be there. I know. And I'm still, I'm always going to be personally attached. I think when you like have such a big involvement in a brand from the start, yeah. like you'll, I'll always look at it and be like, Mm. yeah you fully got it like That's up mine. and running like it started yeah. a year ago didn't it yeah it was oh, around maybe like 18 months ago but things didn't really sort of kick off until I started we didn't really have a, they didn't really have a lot of resources um to sort of get the ball rolling and then yeah it all started it literally like the brand just blew up but then obviously COVID sort of ruined everything for everyone yeah. but, but to be fair like you you made it blow up you were the one who was in charge oh, <laughs> if, no but if you weren't there and they didn't have your marketing like what are they gonna do I don't know I don't know it's just one of those we're gonna things. miss you I know but that's okay I'll still be here I'm around the corner anyway oh my god I know so we were she literally is gonna work down the corner from you so. yeah I just can't get away I know. Stop following me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, Abby, coming, you've grown up in Newcastle. I don't know. If, I've actually never been to Newcastle. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, I mean, look, it's so weird because it's one of those, it's like the weirdest things ever. When I take people there for the first time and people are sort of seeing the lifestyle, it's very beachy, no matter where you are, you're sort of you know, a couple of minutes away from the water, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. And it makes me look at it in a different way. I think yeah. when you sort of grow up there and you're sort of quite privileged to live in a such a beautiful place, you don't realise how lucky you yeah, are. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's just, it's, unfortunately, it's just not my home. Whenever I go there, I love going there and seeing my family and things like that, but I just, I don't feel like I'm home when I'm there and it's such yeah. a bizarre situation but I've just become so accustomed to being in the Sydney life and the hustle and working 24-7 and fast-paced like compared to Newcastle like it, I just go insane I feel like I'm bored yeah. I literally go insane whenever I'm there I can be there for probably about 24 hours and I'm like okay <laughs> you're like okay done <laughs> time to go home but it's beautiful it's a beautiful place there's just not a lot of career opportunities I mean I know that there's a lot of sort of development and stuff that is happening now in Newcastle, but when I was 18 and I sort of wanted more, yeah, there was nothing for me. I felt like I sort of didn't really have a choice, but, yeah, I mean, lucky I You're did. lucky. Because <laughs> well, I've come from Tassie, and it's like home is where the heart is. It's yeah. always going to be a home for me when I go there. Yeah. But when I'm there, I don't feel completed. I don't, yeah, I, it's weird. Yeah, it's like I need more. It's so – it's such a weird – and, like, even – when I speak to mum about it and stuff and mum's like, why don't you just come and stay for a week? And I'm like, I could not do a week there. And it's like, it's hard for people that sort of 
live in a small town like that that haven't really lived outside of that to understand like yeah. I'm sort of saying to mum I, I don't know how to explain it to you but when I'm there I just don't feel like I'm yeah. home like it's it's so weird but I wish I did I wish it did yeah because like I love my family and I love being around my family and my friends from home and stuff like that but it just I just don't feel a connection to it like I do when I'm here I feel like it's difficult as well because in small like in smaller places well even so though Bondi and the areas we hang yeah. out with it's very yeah. small yeah but in Tassie I just feel like I was getting left behind like my friends were living a very different life to me yeah and like 100% their life looks amazing and when I'm down there I feel I feel weird because I'm like why can't I just be like them yeah I'm like yeah. why do I want to go why are my friends settling down at the age of 24 and I just want to party? Like, I felt like there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I think it's also, it's like there's so many people, like, even in my year at high school, there's so many people that, like, engaged and, like, buying houses and things like that, which is so amazing. But I'm like, literally the only thing that I think about 24-7 is work. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think it's sort of, it's just, yeah, it's a completely different lifestyle. But, like, it's not, I couldn't imagine myself, like, just not having a, chaotic career and not just being like hyper 24-7 and running Honestly. around doing different things and just like doing a normal sort of nine to five and then going home to your fiance and in your home with your dog like that's <laughs> just which is totally fine like I yeah. like everybody lives their life differently and has satisfaction from different things but it's just literally not me and I think that's why because whenever I go there I always feel this sort of like feel like an outcast yeah that's how I feel about yeah. Tassie because you're like oh I just can't relate like I don't I don't, I don't relate to I know, yeah, it's like, paced life it's crazy though like the different types of lifestyles and whatnot but sorry the computer went flat there I lost concentration <laughs> apologies like, I was like I thought the computer had turned off because the screen went black. I was like, no, it's going to delete all of that. I wish you guys could <laughs> sit have seen her panicked face. And she was like, oh, my God, what's happening? Is my computer broken? <laughs> I only got my computer today, guys. Just <laughs> bear with me. Oh, shit. So when you decided to move from Newcastle, mm -hmm. it's like you said you'd never been to Sydney. Never. How did you feel about that and how did you adjust? God, it was so scary. It was really, mm. really scary. Like I'd been, I've been to um, Sydney Airport, but other than that, I literally never spent like a day in Sydney. I'd never gone anywhere else. Wow. Um, it was so scary, but like at the same time, it was just sort of like I think to be honest, my my mum was like, "You're not going," <laughs> blah blah blah, and without her even realizing it, I think she pushed me even more because I was sort of like, you know what. I'm gonna prove. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna prove to you that I can do it because I'm a very structured person, and it's like it's so not like me to just randomly out of nowhere be like, oh, I'm gonna pack up and move two and a half hours away from yeah, everyone. Yeah. Like it's just not in my personality. Um, so I think Mum sort of pushed me <laughs> to do it a little bit more because I wanted Thanks, to Mom. prove her wrong. Um, but yeah, it was so scary. It was um the only thing that sort of made it a little bit easier was because it was a family business. I already knew everyone that I was working with. Yeah. Um, and that sort of made it a little bit easier on me because otherwise I would have felt very, very lonely. Um, but, I mean, there's always going to be times when I get homesick and I'm like, you know, yeah, it's just this, I want to go home. I don't want to <laughs> live this life anymore. It's too stressful. But, like, 
every time I sort of have that moment, something else happens and I'm like, oh, that's why I'm here. I feel like every time I sort of have a breakdown, which is very <laughs> regular, I love a good breakdown moment. It's good for the soul. <laughs> we all do. Um, but whenever I do have one of those sort of moments where I'm like, why am I living this life? Why am I putting so much stress on myself? And, you know, all of that type of stuff within two or three weeks, something big happens where I'm like, okay, this all makes sense. This is why I'm here. Like I'm definitely meant to be here. It's just, it's always going to be hard when you sort of don't have your family to fall back on. You don't have, you know, your friends that you grew up with to fall back on, but it's definitely made me a more independent and strong human. That's for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like a lot of, a lot of the time it's that fear and that when you yeah. do have those breakdowns, instead of giving in, you push yourself to keep going. Yeah. You remember your goals at the end of the day instead of thinking, acting on how you feel in that moment. Definitely. And I think that's one of the toughest things. Like I wanted to move out of Tassie years and years ago and I've only just finally properly settled down in Sydney. Mm. And I wish I did it so much long ago, like so long ago yeah. and just listened to my gut instinct. Yeah. But like those thoughts, they just, you're just like, no, I'm going to do what's comfortable. Yeah. And exactly. And that's especially when you sort of, going I think it's easier for you because obviously you've got Cartier here and you've got all of the girls here which is so great because you have a really good support system around you um but even so even with that you're still always going to have your doubts and sort of be like is this am I making the right decision Mm -hmm. but if something keeps pulling you back to where like you know to Sydney or wherever it is or for whatever choice you're trying to make that means you're making the Mm -hmm. right decision at the end of the day and by the sounds of it, when you had you had this vision of what you wanted to do when you were younger. Yeah, definitely. It would have been so easy to not act on it. It yeah. would have been so easy to just stay in Newcastle, yeah. stay with your family, keep working in retail. Mm-hmm. But you pushed yourself. You got out and now look at you like. <laughs> I know, literally. I feel like a lot of people thought I was destined for nothing. Like, I, was <laughs> I was such, I was literally, I was like... I was chaos, honestly. I was the most chaotic person in school. I didn't. I, like, dropped out of high school. I hated it. I just was, I don't know, I was just a chaotic person. I wasn't making right choices when I was younger, and I think everyone was sort of like, oh, well, this this girl's (laughs) not going to be doing much in her life. But And I think, honestly, because I went through all of that when I was so young, I think that's why I got to the point when I turned 18 where I was like, okay, you know what, I've done what I've needed to do, I've got all the partying and all the chaos out of my system. Yeah. Like I'm ready to sort of do something for me and have a career and do something that I want to do. Yeah. I sort of like had a moment in life. I went through a big breakup and that's when I sort of turned 18 and that's when this all sort of happened where I was sort of like, okay, well, what is the life that I want to live? Yeah. Do I just want to find someone and, and that be my life and my life be all surrounded by me and this second person or do I want to have my own career do I want to have my own house and Mm -hmm. my own car and (laughs) my own you know just my whole own life I think if I didn't go through that breakup and I didn't have that relationship I wouldn't have turned around and had the strength to go no you know what I'm going to do something different and I'm not going to do what everyone just expects me to do and I'm not you know just going to live a mediocre life I'm going to go and party it up in Sydney 100%. and live my best life. <laughs> it's so weird because that's like pretty much how I got out of my comfort zone too. I went through like a shitty breakup. I went through a massive party stage. Yeah. I felt like for a period I was like, oh, the world hates me. Like this yeah. boy doesn't love me. Yeah. I'm not worth anything. And then it kind of just ticked inside me. I was like, well, are you going to suck about it? Or are you going to frigging go out and seek opportunity and change? Like 
change how you feel. Literally, the glow up after like a very <laughs> big heartbreak is real. Yeah. Like it will happen. If anyone's going through a breakup, it will happen and it's so good. The harder the heartbreak, yeah. the harder you're going to freaking come back literally, and like <laughs> look out world. I know, it's so true though. It really is. So with your new career at the moment, mm. where is that leading you? I, I, can, know. I know where it's leading you, you <laughs> further away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully overseas. I think that's my biggest thing. I mean, my parents always sit there and say to me, you know, like you've got to put money into travel and like, you know, you work so hard, like you need to go on holidays. But my whole big thing was and always will be like my job will take me places in the world. Mm. Like, and that's why Love Island was such a massive thing. So it was the first time that I actually was sent somewhere well, sent in another country for work where I was sort of like, see, Dad? Like, I rang see, Dad that, and I was so like, crazy. see, like, I'm going to Fiji. I've never been before. But that's where I sort of – that's where I want to make sure – that's what I want to make sure I do. You do, yeah. Yeah, is, is Well, you already achieved that goal by the age of 20, so it's good that you're still striving. Yes, but I want more. You want more. I always more. want more. Nothing is good enough. I always want more. But, yeah, so I don't know. And I mean, there's all – things chop and change. Like, I didn't think I was going to be – doing what I'm doing at 24 I didn't think I was going to be doing Love Island at 20 so as long as I'm happy and I'm not stressed well I'll always be stressed yeah. but as long as I'm not too stressed and I'm I'm still waking up and excited to go to work every day um and I get to eventually go somewhere hopefully when all this COVID stuff ends I get to go over to America or the UK to see everyone in those head offices there but yeah as long as I'm happy and I'm enjoying what I'm doing like, yeah exactly I'll take, I'll take on anything. Yeah, crazy. Look at you go. I need this inspiration. This is what I get to sit across from, like, at work. I'm, like, I'm fully shattered. I'm absolutely shattered. She's, like, my inspiration. Like, no, you actually even inspired me to do this podcast. So, so true. You're very motivating. In terms of motivation, there are probably so many people out there that want to take that big jump you took. Mm -hmm. They're probably just living a life, mediocre life that they – and they've got these ideas they want yeah. to go act on. What is your advice to them? Um, number one is, of course, do it. I think if you have something in your head that you keep going back to, like I said before, just as scary as it is, you've just got to do it. Yeah. Like it's just – it's literally a Band-Aid. I yeah. mean, you've got to – like – I did a little pros and cons list. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a very sort of organized person. It's just in my nature. And I sat there and before I made the decision to move, I was like, okay, what are the pros of going? What is the cons of leaving? And all of that type of stuff. And I ended up just doing my head in yeah. because I was sort of like, well, there's no reason for me not to go. Like, what yeah. do I have to lose? I mean, obviously, I think it's a little bit harder if you've got, you know, a partner and you want to move halfway across the world. But I was in a you know, lucky position that I didn't have any of that. Um, but if you work hard enough and you feel it in your soul, that probably sounds really silly, no, but if you really do feel it in your soul that it's the right decision and, and that's what you're being pulled to do, then just go for it. Honestly, you don't have anything to lose. It's not like you, you know, like if you're leaving a job that's nine to five and you're not happy and you're going somewhere that you could potentially be happy with, and even if it doesn't work out, you're still not losing anything because you weren't happy before. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just sort of putting things into perspective a little bit. If it's scary, that usually means that it means that you're going to grow and you're going to make a good change yeah. and you're going to learn from it. So even if it doesn't work out, you're still going to take a lesson and it's going to change you for the better one way or another. 
Exactly. And if worse comes to worse, you can pack up and go back home. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's always going to be there. There's Nothing's permanent. No. You know, if you get a new job, you don't have to work there for the rest of your life. No. Test it out. Just take the plunge. Wing it. And especially when you're younger too, like I know that obviously there would be a lot more younger people listening to this. Like just don't feel like you have to do things that, you know, everybody else expects you to do or, you know, your parents are putting pressure on you to do, you know, obviously don't become a criminal or do anything like that. But if there's something that you're being drawn to and, and there's, there could be positive outcomes from it, don't feel pressure to sort of fit into a little box that everybody wants you to fit into. Like it's okay to take a jump and do something that's out of your comfort zone. I mean, literally everything in my life is organized and I just randomly moved <laughs> away from my family. So, and it worked out for me. So, I mean, as long as you've got a positive mindset, it's, it's hard. It is very hard. You'll have some pretty crappy days. Um, that's normal in life, but Honestly. And you just, when it is tough and you're having a crappy day, you've got to remind yourself, this is just how I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's- definitely. There's been so many times where I'm like, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> which is normal. Everyone, even, but the thing is like, you even have that, even if you are living a life that you're not necessarily happy with, do you know what I mean? You're yeah. always going to have those days. Um, even I, like I am living the greatest life ever, but I have these days where I'm like, no, I'm moving back to Tassie. I know. And I'm like, Jessie, perspective. <laughs> See, I'm spontaneous as well. So I'm very lucky to have someone like Abby because I'd be like, okay, bye. Literally. I'm like, excuse me, just take a breath. Yeah. I literally okay. like messaged her one day. I was like, yeah, I think I'm done with this whole Sydney thing. She's literally <laughs> been here for like two weeks. <laughs> She's like, I'm done. I'm like, oh, you were, you were like, take a day off, hun. <laughs> Recoup and get back to work on Tuesday. Literally. And then we just didn't discuss it. <laughs> she just trots into work the next day, like acting like she didn't just have a breakdown. And I supported it. I was like, that's fine. We're, we're fine now. We know what's up. We know what's up. All right. <laughs> that's so funny. So obviously there's a lot to take from Abby's story. Um, there's going to be a lot more you hear of her because she hangs around me like a fly. Like seriously, oh. Abby. <laughs> no, she I hangs around me like a fly. That is savage. <laughs> Guys, I hope you can sense the sarcasm in that. <laughs> no, but seriously, we're a little bit joined to the hip at the moment. So yeah. definitely going to be hearing much more. And yeah. I'm really proud, Abby. Do you know why? Why? You didn't say the F bomb once. Oh my god! I know. See, this is my this is my professional uh, Sydney area voice. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed. Like I don't. The only time I've heard it is when you're having like a proper discussion with someone yes. at work, and yes. that's like. Mm. I know. I I hope I sound very professional. I fully prepared myself to like edit all the <laughs> edit it all out. I know you can take the girl out of Newcastle, but you can't take Newcastle out. That's hundred percent it. So whilst Abby is very um business savvy, serious, ambitious girl. She's also very fun to be around. Oh, thanks. I can definitely, you you can tell there's a lot of Newcastle in you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I take pride in that. Yeah, I 100%. I'm all about it. So you'll be hearing plenty more of Abby. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that you would like to know more from Abby, feel yeah. free to let us know. Um, we do want to make this a little bit more lighthearted though. Yeah. So give us some banter. Give us yeah, some. Give us some funny story. I want to hear funny stories. Yeah, funny stories. That's We've got funny. plenty of funny stories to tell I as know, well. Yeah, we can do some story time. But also, if anyone wants advice on life, I mean, I'm no, um, I'm no, you know, what's the word? 
Yandi or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Yandi Gandhi. <laughs> Why is it? I don't know. Gandhi. Yeah, Gandhi. Gandhi. I'm no Gandhi, but I'm here to help a sister out. So if you guys need any, have any questions about life, I'm sure if Jesse and I combine our heads together, we'll be able to give you something that's a little bit positive. Yeah. If not, it will at least be funny or embarrassing yeah. on our behalf. <laughs> Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Other than literally your whole life, what is a situation that you've just winged it? Mm, I was mm. going to say Love Island. I so winged that. I winged Love Island like you would not believe. If you guys ever watch it or watch back over it. You can see me on the finale. <laughs> In the finale when all the random people were standing there. I'm on the balcony. <laughs> I'm on the back of the finale because they were telling – it's so funny because they were literally, like, telling us that we needed to clap and stuff. So I, I remember was like, the finale what? was so weird because I'd been evicted yes. and I was there with Todd, Adzi, yes. I think Blake and Margarita. Yeah. And we were pretty drunk, I think. It was I the whole – it was long. That's all I remember. I was pretty – It was, was really awkward. Drunk. There was a bit of tension. Mm. Like, And before we went in, there was a bit of tension. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I just remember, like, I was out on the balcony and because I was getting, like, a little bit lit, I was, like, <laughs> starting to talk a little bit too loud. And, like, you obviously have to be quiet when they're filming and stuff, but I was just, like, <laughs> I was just, I was just sitting there, like, where did they get these people from? Like, Who were these people on the balcony? Yeah, I was, like, where did they come from? <laughs> Literally. But, no, I was very glad. We're very glad that your presence was there. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. I mean, that one that one second shot on the uh, finale of me, I mean... I know, ratings went to the roof. <laughs> Absolutely. No, there's probably a lot of behind-the-scenes Love Island stuff we could talk about, but I don't know if that's appropriate right now, so... Not right now. No. I mean, and people can ask questions and then we'll answer them. I think that's a better way to do it. All right, we'll do it that way. So we're going to wrap it up for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Jessie Renee Winter. Put it in the show notes. In the show notes. You can also find Abby on Instagram as well. So the May Sewer. Is that? <laughs> that's my TikTok name. Oh, that's TikTok. It's sorry. just May Sewer. So May Sewer. A S O A. And she's bloody hilarious. So go give her a follow. Once again, I've said it once, I'll say it twice. Thank you guys so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. I love doing these podcasts. So the fact that you guys listen helps so much. I will see you guys next week for another podcast episode.